Everybody, episode 331 of Top Rope Nation. Ryan Drosty, Justin Joint, Jesse Velasquez here to get you ready for the big show in Perth, Australia this weekend. WWE Elimination Chamber. We got some AEW to discuss. Guys, Jesse, how you doing tonight, sir? One and a half sheets to the wind, baby. More Margs tonight, was it? Feliz. <laughs> Feliz Dia, Nacional de la Margarita. Today is National Margarita Day, folks. <laughs> nice. I had to celebrate. It, that's it. a blessing and a curse, having a family's restaurant about two and a half miles from your place. Yeah. What's your uh, go-to margarita? How do you like it? On the rocks. Yep. So my favorite there, and it's outstanding, has Contro, Triple Sec, Margarita Mix, and weirdly enough... Cuervo Gold. And I am not a Cuervo Gold person whatsoever. I'm more of a clear, a silver. And I'm assuming for like flavor, just like lime or? Uh, they, they do have a lime on the rim. So, I mean, salt on the rim too. But no, there really isn't any lime added in at all. So, what, what, wait, what's the flavor though? Because isn't it normally like tequila plus like a lime flavoring or something like that? Or like you can get a strawberry margarita. Yep. So there's multiple ones there. They have a cucumber. They have a jalapeno. They have one that's a little bit sweet. I know. Uh, That's a lot of people's favorites. Got just a little bit of a kick to it. Yes, please. Yes. So I had my favorite tonight, and then I had one that was a little bit sweeter, and that had triple sec and Grand Marnier, I believe. Okay. Wow. Fancy. Yes. I like it. I had some margs last night, actually, but they, mine were the cheap pour out of the bottle pre-mixed ones at home, so not nearly as good as what you had. I got to tell a very quick story on this. All, All right. right. I, I don't want to bore the listeners, but this is fantastic. Uh, Vikings Packers, there was a game back in 2019. It was a road opener and ended up being a tie where Daniel Carlson missed like three kicks. We didn't drink at all until overtime, my brother and I. We went upstairs and we're like, oh, can we just pour a drink quick? They said, here, just throw some marg. This is margarita mix. We didn't know there was alcohol in there. We poured that with tequila in it. <laughs> and, yep, <laughs> downed about, yeah, down that in like five minutes. And we looked at each other. We just went, oh, shit. Oh, my God. There's actually <laughs> alcohol in the margarita mix, and it was a tough drive home. Very Uh-oh. tough for my brother it, explaining this to his wife. And it was very, very tough for me on the couch watching, was it TLC? No, it was the pay-per-view or the PLE before that. Just trying to explain to my lady at the time, I just went, whoops. And I passed out on the couch (laughs) within about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have those nights. It's fine. Oh, yes. So are you done for the night then? Do you actually have anything in the glass or are you doing good? You'd be shocked. I actually do. Oh, okay. What do you got? We're we're going for it all today, boys. I I got well, I got sure the Hendrix. Double or nothing. 
Exactly. It's, it's appropriate. There you go. Okay. Hendrix gin mixed with some lime. So I am going to admit that outside of your residence next Sunday, Ryan, I'm going to be not drinking for about three and a half weeks. So I'm going to be a sober person Ooh. for a while. You're a strong man. I, I have to be. Un- unfortunately, there are athletic endeavors on Fridays the next three. So yeah. I, yeah, if I if I drank, I would not perform to the best of my capabilities. Understandable. Justin, you drinking yep. tonight? What's <laughs> what's new? It's Thursday, buddy. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I poured a glass of that TX uh, blended whiskey that I bought for our Iron Claw. Or no, was it mm. the Iron Claw or the Star Wars? One of those. Uh, one of our trips to Dallas. I uh, yeah. I, I bought that. So having a little glass of that tonight. Nice. Week going okay? Uh, yeah. I had one of those days where like my day was going amazing and I was in a great mood. And then like literally 30 minutes before I left work, I got like just crap news. Uh mm. And then it was just like one thing after another after that. But I'm fine. I'm fine. Was it that Final Four in your house won the poll for TRN Classics? Did that depress you? Are you looking forward to it? No, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, same, same. That'll that'll be, boy, next week, I guess. We'll be recording that, so I'll have to watch that this weekend. In your house, Final Four, for those of you who are patrons. And by the way, we just had a new sign-up about a half hour ago great dude have hung out with them at multiple wrestling shows including in las vegas and chicago mr jeremy finestone oh. appreciate very much appreciate your patronage and, and joining truly appreciate you jeremy we need to uh get him on the pod for like a a new japan dedicated episode yes he legit is one of the smartest wrestling fans and, and podcast personalities i know super and also one of the nicest guys i've gone to a wrestling yes. show with I mean, I even went to a sweet party with him in Las Vegas, and uh, I got COVID. I don't remember if he did or not, but hey, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time out on the balcony talking pro graphs with him in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan. So, If I remember correctly, he said that he avoided it because I sat next to him at All Out 22, and that's okay. how I was introduced to him as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Down there, uh, like two rows off the floor wherever we were at uh, – out in the suburban Chicago area. Um, so yeah, I got, I just got a classic Frankel like this. Cause he recently found it. Well, zombie dust from three Floyds. Nice. Yeah. So I went with that and otherwise I've had a very up and down week. I, I was debating how much I was going to rant on this on the pod. I think I won't, but it's, <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say that teaching in the state of Iowa is not a good time these days. And it hasn't been for a long time. Our governor and our state legislature, some of the absolute dumbest human beings you will find on earth, <laughs> making it very hard to be a teacher in this state. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of the CM Punk quote, you know, from Chicago, where he got up there and he had that famous line about how he's he's old, he's tired, and he works with effing children. <laughs> well, Phil Brooks, I got I got news for you, buddy. You try working in the public schools, and then you can say that line because I legit work with effing children, and uh, I don't make millions of dollars. And I, you know, if Hangman Page wanted to make some offhanded comment about me on TV. Fine, whatever. <laughs> you come to school and you see the comments made by these children around you while you're making pennies, then you will have something to bitch about. Phil Brooks, good old red state 
politics here impacting the classroom. It's it's not fun. It's frustrating. So I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I um, wish I had seen that T-shirt earlier for your 40th birthday, Ryan, because there is a T-shirt out there that has it. I'm yeah. old. I'm tired, and I'm <laughs> tired of working with effing children. I also haven't been feeling that well this week. Kind of like sick off and on too. So it's 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 been a long week. You know, I'm looking forward to the weekend, and this is one of the few things that I can look forward to these days is talking pro wrestling with you guys. So I think this will be a fun conversation. Um, we can talk elimination chamber. We can go through the matches. It's not, you know, a very long card. Uh, it is airing incredibly early here in the U.S. Um, if you're interested, I will be live on the Bleacher Report app for the main event, which is probably going to be around 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. For our friends across the pond, you can join me on the BR app more, you know, early afternoon for you. But I will be watching at least the main event live. I don't know about you guys, but I'm probably not going to be getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to, to uh, stream this one from from the start when do you guys plan on watching it justin uh, you're out of town I, aren't you yeah aren't you I, I, somewhere? uh yeah i don't think i will be able to watch it at all or maybe next week if it's good <laughs> if i yeah. listen to the top rope nation review show and you guys give it like at least a b plus maybe then i will yeah. watch it but uh mm-hmm. it's not looking good yeah jesse call me crazy i have a lot of insomnia during the winter i'm like highly energetic i'm anxious in a good way i get a lot of things done i will probably be up at four in the morning watching this and then when my son wakes up i will probably turn it off so i'm assuming i'll catch the main event when he's eating breakfast Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll be pretty close I wish that I had a bigger house because I would make you live with me. So when my kid is getting up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, I just go to Jesse. Go to Jesse. He's up. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. There he is. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I get a lot of Elvis that, and You'll be way. set, man. You'll be set. Just learn a few Elvis tunes, play the guitar, and yep. you'll be the true Uncle Jesse. Have mercy. <laughs> have mercy. All right. Let, let's hit the card, and I'm sure we'll have some talking points along the way um let's just start with let's start with Rhea Ripley all right you know she's returning to her home country she's taking on Nia Jax defending the women's world championship in this match I don't think anyone on earth believes she's going to lose the title here Uh, I am really looking I'm really looking forward to the pop she gets for the entrance in the stadium it's going to be quite a moment um you know the the match itself I don't know how much time it'll get I will say not a huge Nia Jax fan, never have been. Uh, we have definitely been very critical of her on the pod over the years with good reason. Lots of people been hurt in the ring with her. Um, don't appreciate her stances on vaccinations either. That being said. Oh, God. <laughs> that being said, I think I think she's done an okay job since she's... I mean, it's, it's a low bar. I'm grading on a curve. I think she's done an okay job in this feud building up to this match. Again, nobody on earth expects her to win. The match will be fine. It's more about the pop that Rhea gets in the moment holding up the title in that stadium, though. Jesse, I see you nodding. You agree? Naya Antivax? Naya Antivax, yeah. Yeah. No, I actually think she has done an okay job since she has returned. They actually gave her a win over Becky Lynch on Raw in the, in the first January of the year. Yeah. I guess you got to justify this push, though. You, you do. I mean, it's going to be not David versus Goliath. It's going to be like Goliath versus a Titan and Rhea Ripley's at home. 
Yeah. And she's playing the face for the first time in a long time. So we'll see if they roll with the with the face turn moving forward, especially, I mean, we could also see what's going to happen with Judgment Day later on in the card too, if there's going to be a split rolling. But yeah, there's a 99.9% chance that Rio retains here. I just hope that it's a very physical match. And the one thing that positive thing we can say about Nia is that if she hadn't busted Becky Lynch's nose, we wouldn't have gotten that WrestleMania 35 run either. It's true. A happy accident, Justin. Big Nia Jax fan, I know you are. Tell us all about your love. Did Did you guys see that uh, Nia Jax and uh, Maxine Dupree match? Holy shit. I mean, like, Nia Jax is bad, but uh, <laughs> Maxine, oh, how do they yeah. keep putting her out there? She is bad. Like, what Nia, Nia did that, uh, what would you call it? The, the The sumo drop or whatever from the turnbuckle? And like Maxine didn't move or nothing. Like she didn't sell it at all. It was <laughs> incredible, incredible stuff from her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like Nia at all. Uh, I hope Rhea wins quickly. Um, although that probably won't happen because as you pointed out, Nia has a win over Becky. Um, and I'm sure that was all to build to at least this match. Uh, so you can't really do a squash here. But I, I hope Rhea wins in uh in a pretty clear manner and uh maybe we'll get an idea as to her WrestleMania direction after this. Is it do you guys find it weird that Bronson Reed isn't on this card? Especially with yeah. it just being four matches on it. I mean they're trying they're keeping these shows tight, which I like. Yeah, you know, I like that they're doing this. But yeah. I mean, traditionally, over the last several years, he would have made the card. But yeah, I mean, you're going to give probably almost an hour, including the entrances to these chamber matches. And that's true. All the vignettes. And I mean, we're probably looking at like a three and a half hour show. I'm guessing right in there. You lost to Bobby Lashley in the qualifier, too. I mean, Lashley isn't doing much with the Street Profits these days. And I got to fire this joke off, by the way. So Naya's also (laughs) anti-Maxine. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Appropriate. That's funny. I like it. If I if I set the over under on this match at ten minutes, would you say over or under? Mm, probably under because the, the Nia is not exactly one you want having a uh, NXT main event style uh, match. So I, I would guess under. She's probably capable with Rhea of having a good under ten minute match. Yeah, I think they're gonna go a smidgen over. Like ten twenty four, yeah, it's tough because it's the situation where they want to keep her out in front of the crowd because this is kind of like her show. I mean, this is her showcase coming home to Australia, the champ, you know. So I don't know. Ben Cruz and I talked about this in the BR preview show when we did this earlier this week, and yeah, I don't know. Well, well I I would probably say over personally. I wouldn't like for it to be over because it is Nia <laughs> Jackson. Even if she has improved, still Nia Jax. But you know, I can understand them wanting. Rhea Ripley to be out there a little bit longer. Um, let's move on and let's get to this undisputed tag team championship match. So Judgment Day defending against the newly named New Catch Republic, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. I am happy. You know, we got the real names back uh, on that side. Uh, no more Butch. That said, Butch ain't going to be holding the title here, and neither is Pete Dunn. I mean, there's no chance Judgment Day loses here, I don't think. Uh, looked up the odds for this match. 
Not that they're always right, but my God, negative 8,000 for Judgment Day is the odds on this match. I would be stunned if they lost, and the odds reflect that. Um, Justin, I want to ask you a question here. So your pick, and then what are your thoughts on the state of the tag division in WWE right now? Uh, I mean, I'll go Judgment Day here uh, for obvious reasons, including the odds. Uh, although I do really like uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Pete yeah. Dunn. Uh, the tag team division. Is there even really a tag team division? Can you can you call it that? It's in transition, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're I mean, still kind of like heavily relying on these older teams, but they don't really have the younger teams that are viable for, as champions yet, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we just we need more teams to start with, like teams that yeah. that stay together for a while, because uh, just a, a real lack of it. Especially, you know, you think about who the big tag teams were a year ago. You know, if you include WrestleMania, you had the Usos and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and they're both kind of non-existent now. So, uh, it's dire, I will say, because I, honestly, I'm not really a big fan of. Outside of Rhea and uh, Dominic, not I, I'm kind of over this Judgment Day thing. Can you imagine if they still had the title separate right now? Oh my I god! Mean, there's no depth. There's just no depth at the top right now. That's true. So I mean, it's like a transitional moment again. Like there's some there's some younger talent here. You know, they brought back DIY and all that, but I don't know. They, they just need to hurry up and weak. Need to hurry up and get it on the uh, is it the Creed brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hurry up and get the belts on them and let them have a, have a big run with it. But yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's as bad as the women's tag division. I mean, it looks Mm -hmm. exactly the same to me. Yeah. All right, Jesse, your pick and same question to you about the tag division. I wouldn't mind throwing five bucks at Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. I mean, at those odds, it's a hell of a payoff. So I'd probably do it just because. I, I didn't realize the odds were that crazy, so I, I'll I'll go with Judgment Day just because you said that. I actually was going to go Contrarian before you before you Ooh. had. Yeah, I I think that I think it just kind of leads into a breakup happening around WrestleMania with the Judgment Day. As Justin mentioned, that they're pretty stale mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of like Rhea and then Dominic, of course, who's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this there is a transition going on in that tag division. You have Pretty Deadly as well, who was a very good NXT act. The Creed Brothers. Uh, DIY. They were fumbled Ugh. back in 2019, 2020. I loved Champ and Gargano back then. I'm so sad. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you get the Street Profits just kind of middling in the middle of nowhere. The New Day are just there. So, what about the awesome truth? Uh, uh, I mean, Ron <laughs> Killings is carrying that one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's that. Miss says he wants to be a main, evac- main event act once again. So, I mean, if Jay Uso can do it, so can you. Uh, <laughs> I will go. <laughs> Ju- yeah, uh, Judgment Day will definitely retain. So, since Ben and I recorded the BR show, it's changed a little bit. They're now negative 2,000. <laughs> but still, negative 2,000. Uh, by the way, Rhea Rip. Or maybe I have this mixed up. Rhea Ripley is negative 8,000. Yeah, and Dunn and Bate are plus 700. I might have got that mixed up. I was going off the top of my head. Either way, both are heavy favorites. I'm going back. All right. Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn. There you go. 
Oh, they were so Plus fun to watch in NXT UK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think we all agree on the state of the tag division. They're still relying on the old names. I mean, New Day been around forever. Even DIY, they're an old team. So, yeah, Imperium I agree with the too. They're getting ready mm-hmm. to I they might they've been teasing a split for a few months. Like yeah. a split from all three or like a split away from Gunther. Kaiser. I uh, I think that Gunther okay. has been favoring uh, Giovanni Vinci and they've hmm. been kind of like teasing Ludwig Kaiser going on his own. I like him as a mouthpiece. Yeah, same. So this brings us to the women's elimination chamber match. Uh, so we've got the winner taking on Rhea Ripley, we assume, negative 8,000, at WrestleMania 40. So the women's chamber match, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. Justin, I mean, I think this is a, is a decent ensemble, a female talent here. Who do you think has the realistic chance of winning? I mean, there's only two names that I can see, and that's Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Uh, I don't really buy for a second any of the others, even though you know Naomi just came back and she probably feels a whole lot fresher to everybody else, uh, but she just doesn't feel like she's ready for the that big spot at WrestleMania. Um so I don't know, man. I because I the thing to me is like I don't know what whoever loses out of Becky and Bianca, what they're gonna go on to do at WrestleMania. It's a little bit of a, a conundrum, but I would think the way to go would probably be Becky Lynch, even though that promo she cut on Raw was horrendous. Becky is a negative two thousand favorite in this match. Uh followed by Bianca Belair at plus 500. Jesse, same question to you. I mean, who do you think has the realistic chance if it's not Becky? Who you think is going to win? Go for it. Becky, hands down. I talked about how Bianca Belair has been an afterthought the last few months, and if you really wanted to build her, you could have started in October, having her kind of cross into Rhea Ripley's universe. You mm-hmm. want to get that big WrestleMania 40 match right there with those two. Those are your two titans, I feel, in that division. Agreed. So let's see at a WrestleMania 41 then. You you can't do this at a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series. The, these two are the staple names, I, I think. And Ryan, you've been covering this pretty tightly with your wife, Bianca. And Bianca and the show, I, I think that they're more heavily focused on that as opposed to what they're doing with her in the ring. Totally, which is interesting because on the show, it's all about how Montez you know, wants the singles push and he's he's trying to, uh, and this is the show on Hulu, by the way, Love and WWE. My wife and I have been reviewing it over on our Patreon feed. Yeah, it's it's all about like Montez making the push and how, you know, he hasn't succeeded like his wife has, who's had like these three big WrestleMania matches. Now, oddly, this year, both of them seem like totally left out, you know, like we're going to be figuring who's Bianca going to work on the show. Obviously she's going to be on the show, but who's it going to be? And I mean, the street profits have over the last year, their stock has dropped. We still haven't had the singles push for Montez. So it is odd that they're pushing that show so much right now. And then both of them kind of feel like afterthoughts right now on the show, unfortunately live. 
as well with oh, Naomi Reed. You might cut out there. I buddy. should be good. We didn't hear you. We didn't hear you. No, you're, you're like back. You're back. I'm connected. Yeah, I just said it. I saw it just kind of flash. I'm not touching anything there, which is strange. No, I I like all of the names that are in this. Naomi just returning. You have, I mean, Liv Morgan also just returning. I know that everybody's really, I know, everybody's really mixed on her. She's the Royal Rumble runner-up. Raquel Rodriguez also just returning. And then I'm higher than a lot of people. I see Greg in the comments on Tiffany Stratton having watched her work. I've been hearing rumors of her and Bianca at WrestleMania. I mean, this mm -hmm. could be a showcase for her in the Elimination Chamber. She is extremely athletic and she's found a persona. Lost you at the very end there. I see that a persona within NXT that suits her now, as opposed to this really bizarre Barbie character that she was playing in the beginning. So no, I, I think she's going to be a force and she'll be a main eventer here within the next two to three years. So yeah, I mean, it, it I think it's going to be kind of a fun match as long as they don't go to those tropes over the last couple of years that you guys have mentioned, which by the way, your elimination chamber review show last year might've been my favorite show in top rope nation. Oh, wow. I got to go back and listen to it. <laughs> I, don't even I don't even remember at this point. Uh, let me ask you this. Who's the first to be eliminated? I'll go Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. Justin, any thought? Liv Morgan. Get her out of there. Yeah. I think Liv, too. I think... Well, it's probably going to be Liv or Stratton does the high spot like off the top of the cage. And then I think they'll get eliminated afterwards. <laughs> That's what I think. I think maybe Liv does something crazy and then she gets eliminated right after. I'll say that. But Stratton, as you mentioned, is is extremely athletic. So I could see her in that spot too. I just feel like I'm not going to pick Raquel because she just, you know, she just came back. Um, I think... Stratton, they, they'll want to have her out there a little bit longer because if they gave her a, a fairly solid introduction since she's came up and I don't think they want to beat her first. So, but that, I don't know, tough question. Thought I'd throw it out there. But yeah, I think, I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. Yeah. They've been teasing the match between her and Ripley. It is a, that is a WrestleMania match through and through. I mean, Becky has been the man for lack of a better term in the women's division for years now. And Ripley has been kind of the new face. And so that, that makes the most sense at WrestleMania. I know Bianca also is, has had the big WrestleMania moments. So you can make a similar argument there, but I think, I think Becky is the match this year. Has, uh, has Becky won an elimination chamber before? Sorry to put you on the spot like this. I'm just, I don't believe so. I know, uh, WWE likes to round out their, a uh, bigger stars accomplishments Mm -hmm. uh, so I wouldn't surprise me if they wanted her to win. Just add this to her resume. Baszler uh, won yes, it in the history 20. Book. I'm going to try yep. to go backwards here. Baszler won it in 20. Who won it last year? Asuka? Asuka won it last year. I don't remember 22 or 21. And long term, that did so much for Shayna, didn't it? <laughs> oh, she ran through that entire chamber as well, which was nuts. I know. One more Tiffany Stratton note, by the way, because Julia Hart's getting the push in AEW. Tiffany Stratton, the Minnesotan, getting the push in WWE would be wonderful as well. Mm -hmm. No bias or anything. None whatsoever. <laughs> All right. It brings us to the men's match. So this is for a shot at Seth Rollins. 
at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. We got, again, I mean, pretty loaded up roster here for the Elimination Chamber. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. I heard you discuss this on Unplugged this week, Jesse, and you guys had some pretty good thoughts on it. Uh, Justin, let's go to your take first. Who's winning and why? Oh, boy. It see, I mean, you would think with the way things have been going on Raw in the story they're telling, it kind of has to be Drew McIntyre. Nobody else makes any sense, and it would just be completely out of nowhere. I mean, not to say that they're not big enough stars that they couldn't build something out of it, but it's just kind of hard for me to believe that, you know, they would go with kind of a, a cold matchup, which I think it would be outside of Drew McIntyre. Now, having said that, uh, I know a lot of people are big LA Knight fans, um, so I could kind of see that one if they're ready to elevate him. Um but that might be all I can see. We've already had not to say that, you know, they don't do rematches at WrestleMania, but, you know, we've already gotten Seth Rollins and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. Uh, now, maybe they would want to try and relive that. Who knows? But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre for now. All right, Jesse. What are you thinking? My counterpart on the show on Monday went Randy Orton for the the nostalgic purposes and just how they're into runs and title reigns and Orton's got like 14 of them. So adding another one was his kind of deal. You came back jacked as we talked about. Justin, I know you're bored with him. I think I'm a little bit too. So I completely understand where we're coming from here. Yeah, it's Drew McIntyre's world in the WWE. We're all living in it. I truly believe that he should be the one to go over here. And I, my goodness, I would love for him to get that title. Yeah. Got some positive feedback on Justin's bashing of Randy Orton last week. Really? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends sent me a message and he was like, something along the lines of became a big Justin joint fan. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> nice. I mean, who sounds like a Justin smart joint person fan these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's between McIntyre and Orton. I think if this was a couple of months ago, I could see LA Knight. At this moment in time, I can't see it happening. Feels and like he's cooled all, off a little, right? It does. It does. And also, Seth is a baby face. Yeah. LA Knight. I mean, it just doesn't really work. Um, I like Logan Paul's not going to be in the world title match at WrestleMania. No, it's got to be either you go with the hot hand of Drew McIntyre. Or you look at Randy Orton as this guy at the end of his career, one more headline match for a world title at WrestleMania. They had the WrestleMania match before, but it, it wasn't the world championship like this. So I can see the argument for it. I wouldn't be excited by it at all. Ugh. You know, I I respect Orton's career. Like I said last week, I'm not I've never been a huge fan of Orton. I would say in like the pre-2009 period, I kind of liked him. I liked him around 04 when he was first kind of starting, 03, 04, that era. I've been bored by pretty much everything he's done since 2009. He's super smooth in the ring, but I can't remember how you put it last week, Justin, something about like an overrated good wrestler. Like you can recognize he's good in the ring, but it just doesn't really yeah. interest you at all. Um, I just, I don't want to see him wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I don't. And Drew is, is the easy pick because he's been arguably the best character on television on Monday night for months. Now this heel turn has totally rejuvenated his career 
uh, you know, like even the teases of it months ago really turned a- around his trajectory on the show, I think. Now, the obvious elephant in the room is what is his contract status? And mm-hmm. we know that it goes beyond WrestleMania. It wasn't going to initially, but they added on time to it because of injuries and missing time. We know that there's been like some light discussion. I mean, I can't imagine they would want to let this guy go. There is the whole thing with TKO, though, and you know how generous they're going to be on these new contracts. Do they want to put the title on a guy who possibly could be out the door or even put him in a headline match? Because if he if he wrestles Seth at WrestleMania, he's got to win, right? Seth is dealing with this injury. So then you're, then you're putting the title on a guy that you don't have re-signed, and it also gives him more leverage to get more money. And I don't know if they want that situation. But all that aside, if you don't factor in the contract whatsoever, it, he easily is the, the most logical choice. So just ignoring the behind-the-scenes stuff, I have to go mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. And, and the odds reflect that. He is a negative 2,000 favorite as of Thursday night. So Orton's next, plus 500, then LA Knight, then Logan Paul, then Bobby Lashley, then Kevin Owens. Although Lashley and Owens have the same odds, I guess. Plus 2,000. And I, just since we're here with this match, uh, I mentioned it last week, but the guy I really want to challenge Seth Rollins is Sami Zayn, who's not even in this match. So not that they can't do some shenanigans to get him in there, but uh, that's what I really want to see. I think we're going to see a secondary feud of LA Knight and Logan Paul build off of this Elimination Chamber yeah. as well, where Knight takes the U.S. title off of him at WrestleMania. I'm going to just throw out a random question because I've been thinking about this a lot today. It has nothing to do with the Elimination Chamber card, but it's WWE related. So, Gunther, who's he work at WrestleMania? Mm. Because it seemed like Braun Breaker was the option because he has, you know, the win over him in the past and everything. But he's on SmackDown. So that complicates that. That, w- that seemed to me like that was going to be the pick. So with, Bra- with Breaker on SmackDown now, I'm a little confounded. I've seen some people speculating Sami Zayn. I, this made me think of it when you mentioned Sami Zayn. Yeah. Jesse, any thoughts? I put him at number two. I This is also an underwhelming pick. He just got a win on Monday night, but they can always revisit that Chad Gable feud. Yeah. I would almost like, I like Sami Zayn better than uh, Chad Gable, but I would rather have Chad Gable be the one to finally dethrone uh, Gunther. And, and and you have to think at this point, if they weren't going to pull the trigger with mid Carter, Jey Uso uh, <laughs> as your new IC champ to be the one to beat Gunther, that they're saving it for WrestleMania for sure, which mm-hmm. is kind of unfortunate because I, I think a lot of us were hoping maybe he could slide into that uh, opposition spot to <sighs> Seth Rollins, you know, do a title for title. But uh, yes, I just, for me, Sami Zayn doesn't do it. I mean, Sami's been the IC champ before, you know? I mean, I guess it'd be a great win for him, but then like, I I, I don't see them doing much after that big win. You know, I I think we're just going to get another, you know, low to mid card title reign where he's kind of irrelevant. So I don't know. I, I think it needs to be used on, used for somebody who's, you know, maybe on the, on the come up a little Mm -hmm. bit. With Jay and Jimmy looking like it's going to happen at WrestleMania, yeah, I think that's going to take him completely out of the picture because, I mean, a Gunther-Jay rematch at WrestleMania would have been the ideal choice. And I mentioned it on Unplug that, I I mean, 
now would have been the time where I think over the next six weeks, you give him four singles wins out of those six weeks and say, all right, Gunther, I'm going to have the rematch. And he's already pinned Roman. Let him do it again. Let him go beat Gunther and just go, okay, this is now my Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels moment where I'm an IC champion. I'm completely separated from my tag partner. Elevate me to the main event, in parentheses, where I supposedly am supposed to be, according to my nickname. <laughs> so right. there's that. Can, can I ask a kind of a non-related uh, to elimination question? But it is, you know, WrestleMania and, and kind of Gunther, because this was the name I thought of for a Gunther opponent, but it would require... Uh, Gunther to carry the title beyond WrestleMania because a possible opponent I thought of and my question to you guys is do we think John Cena is going to be wrestling I mean WrestleMania 40 you kind of gotta assume he's going to be there in some capacity and you'd hope in a match uh, you know hopefully we can ignore that Howard Stern interview where he came off as just a complete nutter dipshit <laughs> to put it mildly <laughs> oh my god you just gotta love who you love you gotta love who you love oh, even god. if they love pooping on people you gotta love who you love <laughs> oh john uh, just an allegation everybody allegation <laughs> they love fecal matter on howard stern <laughs> it was not it was not as good as stern's bruce springsteen interview i'll say that <laughs> not quite in the same stratosphere yeah, I mean, you assume he'll be there. I don't know about a match. Um, I God, I, w- I don't know what his filming schedule is, but God, yeah, you would think WrestleMania 40 he'll be there. He's got, he's got to make up for that Austin Theory match last year, man. He's got to. So I, that's what made me just think, if you're going to carry Gunther beyond WrestleMania, if you don't have the right opponent for him, I think that would be kind of interesting. Gunther versus John Cena. Has John Cena mm-hmm. ever been IC champ? Oh believe so i mean i'm not u.s champ obviously a couple times yeah no now now just having said has he been ic champ makes me think we're gonna see sheamus pop up and take the title from him at wrestlemania that's the one that's kind of out there hanging as a possibility for sure they've got a good past together there'd be nothing wrong with a gunther sheamus match at wrestlemania just don't take that title from gunther please Unless they got a plan, like a, a main event plan. Yeah. So that is Elimination Chamber. I got one more WWE topic we're going to hit on before we get to AW. But before we do, a little housekeeping. But doing this more like partway through the episode rather than right at the beginning. And I want Jesse to promote the shows that he has just dropped. He dropped two shows in four days on our Patreon feed, TRN Unplugged. We've seen those Patreon numbers growing. Thanks to Jesse, I think, and people wanting to hear those shows. I mentioned I'm doing the extra shows with my wife, uh, reviewing Love and WWE, which has been amusing, and also TRN Classics. You know, we've got, uh, as I said, In Your House Final Four coming up next week. Working on a guest for that. Nothing to share, but hopefully we'll get a guest to come on that one as well with us. Uh, Every single month, we got TRN Classics dropping. This past weekend, for our higher tier members on Patreon, we had a Hangout on Google Meets where we watched a May 17th, 1993 edition of WWF Raw. Had a few drinks. It was a blast. Appreciate everyone who showed up for that. We're going to be doing it again in March for the $10 plus tier patrons. But, you know, if you want access to the shows, all the bonus shows, you get access to every single audio bonus show that we do. 
plus video for some of them for five bucks a month. And so it's a great deal. We're pumping out, God, almost 10 podcasts a month now behind the Patreon paywall. So we're giving you your money's worth lots of hours of content. If you if you're only listening to our show on the main feed, you're missing the majority of our content these days. Most of it's behind the paywall. So with that said, Jesse, talk about the two shows that you just dropped over the past weekend. I had the fortunate circumstances of having Trevor Dame on my show last Friday. Tremendous that was fun. Show. Yeah, tremendous show. Yeah, great great interview. He was such a great guest, and I'm definitely, I said early summer, so he'll be back on early summer. Justin, you're coming with me. Please. You know, I got to say that that story he told about like waiting for the mailmen back in the days of tape trading. I don't remember doing that. And he's in Canada and it's, I would think not as hot as the Midwest in the, in the summertime, <laughs> but I probably should have been doing that because it made sense. Yeah. If those VHS tapes were in your mailbox too long. They could actually melt. Um, <laughs> I, I never did what he did, but it was funny to hear him talk about waiting for the mailman to uh, go get those VHS tapes. Yeah, he, he's very meticulous on Twitter, and he's, he was very good in this interview. So definitely that's worth a, the five bucks alone there. I had Alex Cardoza on on Monday from Fightful. I've He and I have been acquaintances on Twitter for a long time, and he's a, he's a Puerto Rican, so Latin blood. It was a lot of fun with him, too. He's into a lot of projects. Oh, my gosh. He works with Freddie Prince Jr. He's mm-hmm. the producer for his show on the podcast. I mean, the guy's just entrenched in a lot of things. And he's on a Fightful show on Friday nights with Kate Hinsler and Sean Ross Sapp makes an appearance every now and then where they had 22,000 viewers a couple of Fridays ago. I mean, Dwayne Johnson was probably part of it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's it's just impressive to see those numbers. He was a great guest too. And I dropped a humongous little ditty about a nice little bracket. There went your mic again. I have not <laughs> You dropped, you coming, dropped a humongous what? A bracket going on here. On, yeah, a deuce. Okay. A deuce. March yeah, the 5th or the 4th, uh, Monday after Revolution. Pro Wrestling March Madness in the Top Rope Nation Facebook group on Twitter. You got the bracket out there right now. That's going to be an interesting tournament. You guys can all participate. Make sure in the Facebook group or following us and Jesse on Twitter for that. So, yeah, that, that's what's going on behind the scenes. And, of course, if you're on YouTube right now, hit the like button, help us out, subscribe to the channel, check out one of the live streams. If you're on our uh, podcast side, subscribe to the YouTube channel and you can join us live. Otherwise, as always, subscribe on the podcast feeds. Leave us that five-star rating, written review. We'd really, really appreciate that. If you leave us a written review and you put your like Twitter or Instagram username in the review so I can contact you, I will send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail. That's still an offer that's out there. You just got to leave the the handle, your username, in the review so I know how to get a hold of you. And yes, we'll send you a free sticker in the mail. So you mentioned Dwayne Johnson, Jesse. And uh, I wanted to talk. Now, I told you guys I was doing a heel turn on this show. And that's because if you're watching on video, I've got my old school rock shirt on right now under this button up. And uh, we texted about this over the weekend and we had different opinions on it the heel turn that he that he had in Utah on SmackDown. And so I just, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I know you weren't high on it for sure. And uh, I guess I'll throw it to Justin first because he looks like he's chomping at the bit to talk about this one. What do you think of, of Dwayne's heel turn, Justin? Well, the heel turn is a 
good thing. We talked about it last week, how, you know, that's one of the reasons why we don't think, you know, this was the plan all along. Like a lot of people are saying is, is the idea that rock wanted to come in, work WrestleMania as a heel, uh, just not believable to me. But as far as him being an interesting character, uh, please give me heel rock over babyface rock. Now, having said that the promo, ah, the epitome of the old band playing the hits, uh, I would not, I don't know if I would say it was bad, but outside of making fun of the Utah fans, I think it was bad because it didn't make any fucking sense. He he kept talking about like trying to compare Cody Rhodes to the, the 49ers and like why if you lost a match, you would challenge for it again. Hey, Rock, he just won the fucking Royal Rumble for the second time in a row. Dude, that's why he's challenging for the title. That is That was so weird. Didn't make any sense. And he went on and on about it. Uh, so I didn't like that. But post-promo, when, when I got on the internet and people, because I'm too dumb to realize this kind of stuff, people started pointing out that he's actually laying the groundwork for the eventual turn on the bloodline in Roman Reigns. And that... I like because I, I the one thing I did notice was the weird way he threw up the one at the end yeah, with, the, like thumb, with yeah. the thumb with the thumb out. I mean, come on. You're not part he, of the bang, bang, gang. He buddy. made an L like, he yes, made, yeah, yes. like an L. Yeah. And I think I think that was on purpose. Yes. Uh, so. It, yeah, it, it's it's, you know, old rock playing the hits not making a whole lot of sense, but I think he got to where he needed to be for the future promo packages and the post WrestleMania promo packages that what are, I'm assuming will lead to the big match at WrestleMania 41. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you got any thoughts before I go? Go ahead. It made me want to pull this up directly on the spot because Justin hit every single note I think I was going to. Yeah, he he turned heel, which was definitely the correct move. Played all the hits. It was like 17 minutes long. His entrance was two and a half minutes long. It just, it drug on. I, I've wa- I watched this in 2003, 2004. You know, I, I like Hollywood rock. Don't get me wrong. However, I, it, you know... I, I get why they did it because we're now going to see Cody and Roman. We're not going to see Roman and rock, which also again is a good thing. I just wanted to find that damn tweet that I fired off after this happened. <laughs> I'll, I think while you're going, Ryan, I'm going to find it and then I'll just wait till you're done. But it just had to do with Dwayne Johnson and, and this turn because it was to me, uh, he's, so again, we've said it before. He's 51 years old. Shouldn't be in the ring. Period. He should be a referee for this match or like an outside enforcer like Mike Tyson was in 1998. Something along those lines. Like his his presence at WrestleMania is definitely welcome. I just don't want to see him in a ring. Especially mm-hmm. if the dude tore how many ribs or how many oblique muscles in 2013? Which it's 
kind of freaking because I, I said the same thing last week. It's freaking hilarious that we're saying that about the the rock who looks like a genetic freak. Meanwhile, we're, we're like, yes, sting, jump off the ladder. Do it, buddy. You still got it. <laughs> Steve yeah. Borden's doing some yoga. Dwayne Johnson is not. <laughs> so, OK, I found it. Somebody tweeted out, which match is this, where it says the hype package and it rolls out the red carpet. And then it says the match where they rolled up the red carpet and walked away. I said, whatever match Dwayne Johnson wrestles in at WrestleMania 40 this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. He hasn't. I don't know if he is going to wrestle. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Justin, I'm going to make that your gimmick on the pod now is every time right for our intro rolls. We just go to you like full screen and you sh- show your goosebumps. <laughs> That's got to be your thing. We still need a six to midnight t-shirt on top rope nation. I'm hitting up that guy. Yeah. Um, What do I have to say about this? I'll just say this. First of all, I love the promo. I did. I will not apologize. I liked it. I thought it was entertaining as hell. Now I acknowledge that logically some of that did not make any sense this is the wwe after all like this yeah this stuff where he was drawing the sports analogies he kind of lost his way a little bit and i was like where is he going with this i love the heel stuff him attacking the crowd the utah jazz stuff i mean it is the band playing the hits but the thing is he that band hasn't been on stage in 20 years like we haven't seen him do it in so long that's why I was entertained to me. Now, if he does the same thing every week, yeah, it's going to get old. And, you know, like it, you remember when he when he was doing the the Cena feud, the two matches, I remember he got blown away by Cena on the mic. He mm-hmm. came back and it was like, oh, no, no, Dwayne. <laughs> it's like he just couldn't do it anymore. And he, he looked second tier and he was saying like the same lines over and over. And it was very formulaic and everything. This just actually like it just felt fresh. You know, he had the old school look with like the the fancy shirt and everything. And the way he went after the crowd was very good. Like that heel delivery was very good. The logic, maybe not there. I enjoyed it for what it was. And those little clues they put in at the end with him making the L with the point at Roman and everything. That's very clever. So I have to give him credit on that. Like laying these little clues for what's to come. This is what we talked about on the pod last week that this guy doesn't want to leave a heel. You know, with all his business endeavors and Hollywood and stuff, he's got to come out of this a baby face. So I think they laid the groundwork for that. Fine. Uh, Yep. He lost his way a little bit. I will definitely acknowledge that. I just tried to have fun with it as a wrestling fan. You know, like we do complain about logic a lot. And a lot of the times it's warranted here. I just tried to like, all right, this guy's a legend. He's not around that much anymore. It's heel rock. I like Hollywood heel rock. I'd love to see him do the rock concert again. Like back in 03. Oh, that was so funny, Justin. You didn't enjoy that Sacramento promo? I loved it so much. I don't know. I don't know. That's also probably my favorite entrance theme of the rock is that old Hollywood rock. Ooh, yeah. With the is cooking. Same. Mother Canuckers. Yeah, I I just really, I like that era. It's been a long time. You know, it's one of those things where like, what's a good correlation? I mean, this is, they've been, it's been a lot longer that they haven't been around, but like, let's say Led Zeppelin did a, a reunion tour. You know, they did the few shows at the O2, but they haven't done an actual reunion tour. They get back up on stage. I've heard all those songs before. I'd lose my shit to hear them play those songs together again in any stadium across the United States. Now, would I need to see like three or four shows where they would probably do the exact same set. 
I don't think they're going to be doing like the Springsteen thing where he plays a different set all the time. So like I'd go to one show, but that one show I'd have a hell of a good time. So ask me the after rocks next promo if I liked it as much. But for for this one, I really liked it, man. I just thought it was fun. I like I like seeing him attack the crowd again. It's been a long time. Yeah. It was the hits, but it was fun. I can't use the correlation of him replacing a current band like him, like the rock replacing Cody Rhodes in a main event. Unfortunately, I wanted to, but there's just not that band out there where I'd be like, Ooh, Led Zeppelin's taking the spotlight from blank. Nah, Led, go yeah. ahead, do it. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> so I don't know. That's where I was at on it. I thought it was fun. We'll see how it, you know, moves forward. We still got some time till mania. But for, for what it was, I enjoyed it. I just wanted to say that. That's why I threw on the rock shirt. Um, AEW this week. Do we have any thoughts on the build to Revolution, which is next weekend? We're only a week and a half away from that one. Justin Joint. Uh, how long has Dynamite been around? Is it five years now? Four? Uh, four and a half-ish. I think... Uh, Wednesday's Dynamite was the first time in four and a half years or however long that Dynamite Dynamite has been around that the non-in-ring segments far outshined the the in-ring stuff. That the, the wrestling matches maybe kind of left you wanting, but between Wardlow sting and christian and garcia those three were just incredible i mean both you i mean in the same show we had wardlow probably easily cut the his best promo of his career by a long shot i think that was incredible but goddamn did sting just cut the best promo of his fucking career his almost 40 year career yeah. I mean, that was incredible. Um, and, and it's not to say that the matches were bad. I very much enjoyed the opening tag team match with FTR in Mox and Claudio. Uh, the the end six man I thought was fun with the right outcome, with your champion getting kind of a decisive win over a legend. And very interesting, the, the hangman stuff, because I was devastated when I watched that and it looked like he was injured and it's like, fuck i was really looking forward to that triple threat at revolution but apparently he's just really good at his job (laughs) i i concur with everything you said because i was i was texting you guys i couldn't watch it last night so i was trying to get through it tonight before the show and that first hour of the show there's just like i knew the opener would be good but I was also kind of rushed to like see all the big moments and I knew it was probably going to go 20 minutes and I just, I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably go back and watch it this weekend. You but should, you should. I, I implore you. I was just like, you know, I, I'm not that pumped to watch this match. So I skimmed through it, you know, and then like I texted you guys, Cassidy and Michael Bennett, like, I don't really care about this match. And then I was kept going and then I texted you guys. Oh, like, and also Man. real, real quick. Also fuck off Jake Hager. We don't need you attached yes, to and then Orange that was Cassidy a, sucking yes. his limelight. And then that happened, and I'm like, Jake Hager, really? Like, I know they were in Oklahoma, but 
that did nothing for me. And that was when I fired off the text to you guys like, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying these WWE TV shows more. I said blowing them out of the water was my quote. I'll just be full. <laughs> I'll be full on honest. And Justin got heated when I said that. But I'm like, you know, maybe it's because I watch it with my kids and they have such a good time watching WWE right now. And I'm kind of I am. I'm kind of enjoying WWE TV more. I, I am more of an AEW fan yes. in ring for sure. No question. I just, I don't know, man. Like, Dynamite has been very hit or miss for me of late. The highs have been really high, and the lows have just been like, eh, this is okay. But that said, what you said was right on. The the outside the ring stuff was awesome on this show. Like, how many times on Top Rope Nation have we talked about Daniel Garcia being a great wrestler, not really liking the dancing gimmick, personally, me, like, I want to see him be the serious, badass, good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Red and, Dead. like, dude, that, this kind of just was coming to life here in this promo. The Sting thing, I agree. That's maybe the best promo of his whole freaking career. You know? So, and then Wardlow coming alive again. That was all great. You, you mentioned uh, the match with uh, on, on WWE. Uh, who are who you talking about in the uh, the women's match? Uh, who didn't sell very well. What match Maxine. Oh, Maxine Dupree. This Deanna Perrazzo match with Madison Rain was brutal. Oh, <laughs> beyond just the botched move at the end, dude, you could just watch him calling spots and it was slow motion. It was so bad. That match was horrendous. Um, that said, I'm looking forward to Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo, but Madison Rain and her just, that was, that was real bad. On Wednesday night, not a great match, uh, but yeah, outside the ring, this show excelled. I, I liked even like the little tease with Ric Flair and you know the turn on on Sting to get him out of Sting's corner for this final match. I didn't mind that either. So Jesse, go ahead. So I've been watching out of the corner of my eye the replay of Dynamite because I wanted to catch the FTR versus Mock Claudio match before we got on the air, and I unfortunately couldn't. So got about maybe four or five minutes while we were on. Yeah, I I need to go back and watch it because the last minute and a half, I was like, ooh, I'm kind of enthralled while we're talking here. Cause they, they beat the shit out of each mm-hmm. other. I mean, not surprising, the you know, those four guys. I watched the like- ending. I skipped skipped most of the match while I was trying to catch up. Yeah. Looks like they're going back at it here at Revolution and Mox and Dax had a tremendous singles match last week too. Mm-hmm. Can't can't forget about that. No, I mean this this build has been tremendous and the one thing that's kind of scary, I I apologize TR and uh folks out there right now. I'm looking at Mrs. Wayne and she scares the shit out of me because she looks like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's just absolutely I can see it. Frightening. I mean, I never met your ex, but just from the pictures, I, I can definitely <laughs> see it. I could see it for sure. Uh, so there's that. So Justin mentioned the hangman, the hangman supposed injury that ended up being being really, really good at his job. I I part of me was like, oh, that's kind of devastating. Part of me was like, oh my God. This might be the most invested I've been in a main event since Page and Omega at Full Gear 21. If we had Samoa Joe and Swerve, mm. oh my oh, god, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you could get me to. I would literally airplane mode on the phone. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have loved it because that could have been Swerve's crowning moment. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to Revolution. I think it's going to yes. be a great show. I've just been kind of up and down on their TV 
of late. I mean, we raved about the revolution cart last week. The, the TV is hasn't been as must-see for me lately. I've I've kind of made more of a point to watch WWE because my kids are getting into it, and it's usually safer for them to watch that than mm-hmm. AEW. And the WWE shows, not raw, but we always pretty much always watch SmackDown, skim raw, uh, but they just they fly by. I love the changes they've made of WWE, making it more like sports centric. The way it opens, the shots in the arena, it's all been solid. Solid, even like the bats, it it flies by really fast on SmackDown, at least to me. So I've I've been enjoying the WWE TV product. I still prefer AEW, and on pay per view, I think AEW still usually wins. Usually wins. I like that WWE is doing these international shows. You talked about it. That's huge. Um, Jesse on Unplugged with Alex. They got to get back to Puerto Rico. That show they did Backlash last year was so damn good. And that crowd made it. It was an, an event. You know, like that was a happening. I want to see another show in Puerto Rico. And he made the point on there. Why the hell is AEW not going down there? Why would you not? You know, like there's nothing stopping them. It's not even an international uh show it's in american territory you know like it's you can do it easily go to puerto rico you saw what that crowd was like you know so imagine imagine if damian priest had his cash in moment (laughs) yeah yeah no i AEW needs to go down there they need to hit up that market they have contracted talent that are puerto rican yeah i mean they could easily pull it no, it's, and you know, I'll ahead. tell you what it would be better than be a hell of a lot better than running Arthur Ashe again. I'm sorry. And wah, Frank, wah, I know that's wah. that's uh direct that into Frank Pettiani's veins because he lives out there and he hates going to Arthur Ashe because of the transit situation. But dude, the first time they ran Arthur Ashe, and they had the huge crowd there and it was so young in the company's history. That was awesome. But like the last time they went there, they didn't even have a good crowd. And like. To me, it's not a stadium show. I know it's technically a tennis stadium. I still think, like I said on the pod last week, that a baseball stadium is the way to go. I think that's a safer sellout for them that would look huge on TV versus, I don't know that they can sell at a football stadium in the U.S. right now. It'd be tough. Maybe they could, depending on the market, depending on the matches. If Punk was still there and they ran Soldier Field or something, yes. But, I mean, I still think a a baseball stadium with the right show, they could do it for sure. And it would look awesome on TV. So I don't consider this a stadium show. Our friend Andrew Zarian, he reported this today that Forbidden Door is going to be at Arthur Ashe. Whatever. I'm not that excited about that. You know what would be kind of intriguing? And I, this just came to mind. And I'm not 100% sure what the capacity is for the stadium that I'm thinking of. You're thinking tennis stadium. What about Indian Wells in Palm Springs, California? They get a big draw for that tournament in the spring for that for tennis folks. I know it's a little bit warm during that time of year, but with that West Coast flavor that they have with the Bucks and so many others, yeah, if I'm they're going to go the tennis route, because that's a very popular venue in America. Yeah, it, it, it's a cool looking place, no doubt. Yeah, it's that's about sixteen thousand. It looks yeah, like. I yeah. mean, it looks cool, but it's not really. I mean, it's not as big as the biggest basketball and hockey arenas, but it it is outdoors. The way that the stands are set up makes it look pretty cool. I mean, Arthur Ashe is a cool looking stadium. Don't get me wrong, but like they've done it a bunch of times now. Give me something else. Yeah, I agree. They they should have gone like 
Wrigley or Fenway or the only New York stadium that matters, Yankee Stadium. I know. I just knew that was coming. And <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys mentioned that last week that Ryan, I think, did that this should be an East Coast stadium. So there's that. Yeah. I got to throw two things out on Unplugged because you're both going to love this, especially Justin. Alex is a huge Yankees fan. Oh, nice. So he, he grew up, he, yeah, he grew up in the New York area. There's that. And then the one thing that I think would completely hit your heartstrings was he talked about a lot about stadium sets and crowd shots because he said that the Bad Bunny entrance at Backlash might have been his all-time favorite entrance because of the drone that was following him. Mm. And I know that how intricate you guys are when it comes to your stadium sets and the shots and cameras and things. And that's what Alex is all about. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That show was a lot of the things that they did at that show. They've done Mm -hmm. since with the drone shot coming out through the, through the concourse to the stadium and everything. It just, it brings everything to life so much. That's why I think these WWE shows have felt so exciting lately. It's, it's beyond the fact that they're drawing really well and selling a lot of tickets. It's just, there's an energy to them that is definitely missing from TV, not missing from the pay-per-views for AEW, but it is missing from the TV. And I know they've changed it around like their event coordinators and, and all the people that are marketing their, their uh, events now. And hopefully the TV will start selling a little better and, and they run some areas where they're going to fill up these venues. And they, they do in some areas still, but the pay-per-view is like Greensboro Coliseum. That's going to be sold out. That's going to be a huge crowd. Those feel big time still. It's just the the weekly TV sometimes lacks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought with Alex when he went to the baseball thing that we were going to love this. I thought that he was going to have said that the greatest game ever played was on a Wednesday night in Cleveland. I'm surprised he didn't say that back in 2016. <laughs> it it would have been a fact. But oh. I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. I, yeah, I, I, I listened to the whole show. It was a great episode on Plugged. I am in the middle. I think I lie slightly towards you, Ryan, when it comes to my WWE views. I'm turning the corner in, com- in terms mm-hmm. of just like what they're doing. They're definitely still making some of the same mistakes that they've been making over the last five to ten years and beyond, yes. too. But they're yeah. definitely making some progress as well. So the, you made the great point on the TV crowds. They're still lacking. Yeah, the international pay-per-views have been huge. I think with the shorter match cards, four to six matches on most of these has been a huge boon for them as well. So mm-hmm. it, it's just great to see two larger companies thriving. Yeah. That's the best thing for us. The back mm-hmm. and forth. It's way more fun to do a podcast when there's two different dynamics at play too. You know, Not that I don't love New Japan and I need to watch more New Japan again, but it's different with North American companies where we are to have options. So... Guys, this has been a blast. We hit all the topics. We've got a pay-per-view this weekend. We've got classics next week. we got the road to WrestleMania. Exciting times in the world of pro wrestling right now. Anything else we want to hit before we wrap? Any, anything else I didn't get to, guys? I'm just looking forward to covering that in-your-house pay-per-view in an unbiased lens because I was only looking at that main event in a Steve Austin perspective when he was the first one eliminated when we were watching that draft or we were covering that draft. So I'm looking forward to actually looking at the match as a whole and looking, yeah, just going what they were looking to advance for WrestleMania 13 and beyond. I haven't seen that full show and I had the Coliseum video of it. I still do. Um, I mean, I've, I've watched the four-way 
several times since it actually happened. But the undercard, man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I'm looking at the card right now. He's baby you get face rock, rock and Triple it. H. Mm-hmm. Rock and Hunter have a match on that show. That's right. Um, Mark Marrow and good old Leaf Cassidy. Oh, no. <laughs> that actually might be an okay match. Furnace and LaFon against Owen and Bulldog. Uh, probably uh, solid. Marrow, or no, I said Marrow. Uh, Nation of Domination. So it's Crush, Farouk, and Savio against Bart Gun, Flash Funk, and Goldust. So that's, I mean, this is like a two-hour show, so you know it won't be as big of a time commitment to prep for this. It. We just, I mean, we just did Royal Rumble '91, so we've, we're packing in two shows. February's a a short month, and then also <laughs> Royal Rumble got pushed back a little bit, so they're close together. Normally, we do two or uh, one classic per month, but these are going to be coming rapid fire here for our patrons. So this in your house was long before uh, that dumb shit absolute piece of crap human garbage val venus was in the wwe oh, right yes okay May I'm, 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 hap- I'm happy we don't have to watch him especially right now he's almost as dumb as the governor of iowa uh, <laughs> justin in fact he might be he might be even dumber to bring this show full circle to my comments at the beginning of this show i don't know i don't know if he's as dumb as the speaker of the Iowa House, that's that's a high bar, but pretty dumb. <laughs> Do I dare Google what's going on in Iowa politics right now? Let me They're just bad. Cue, They're real bad, man. Let me just give you some things. I'm going to just, for our listeners, that most of them are not from here. They don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm not trying to get too political, but I think people across the political spectrum could agree. This is some of the dumbest shit you have ever heard. And this is what they're wasting their time on. Because our entire legislature, our governor, they're all Republicans now. Get this. This bill actually died, but this was a real proposal. They wanted in every school in our state for kids to sing the Star Spangled Banner every single day. This, is a, this was a real law. Not the Pledge of Allegiance. To sing the national anthem every single day in class. I mean, this is like borderline nationalism. This is like this is bad. What are we doing here? You They're know, getting paid. Um, they, get, getting paid the big bucks to put their heads together to make this uh, state a better place. <laughs> Singing. Okay. We have the we have the highest rate of brain drain in the Midwest. People are leaving the state. Educated people. Hard to imagine why. And this is what we are spending our time on when we have real problems to solve. They want fifth graders to learn the Federalist Papers. Fifth graders. You shit me. I and this is something I teach. I've taught the Federalist Papers to seniors. It's hard. Fifth graders. These people don't even know what they are. They don't even know what they're putting into these bills. They're they're dumb, real dumb stuff. So it's since this is the area I'm in. Yeah, it's been very frustrating. It's been a frustrating week seeing the stuff coming out of our capital. Uh, to 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 round it around or to, to, to circle it back to something good. Uh, Val Venus, piece of shit human being. I'm not going to talk about why I'm shitting on him right now, but I, w- I do want to give a shout out to somebody whose takes I don't always agree with. And I think can, you know, can be a little bit of a homer, but Matt Kuhn, who was the host hmm. of Dax Shepard or not Dax Shepard, Dax Harwood's <laughs> podcast, uh, 
He he put out a tweet that apparently Max Kuhn bought the domain to valvenus.com, which now forwards to the website for the National Center for Transgender uh, Equality. <laughs> I saw this. It's amazing. So that that's that's fucking incredible. Oh man. Sorry for all the cursing on this episode. I am pumped to be gracing your state in 10 days. <laughs> Can you bring some of that Minnesota energy down? Because you want to see a real Midwest state doing some good stuff. Look at a Minnesota. That's what we could be doing. Not charging public school kids for lunch anymore. Like, let's think about this. Charging kids for lunch at a public school. You want to talk about bad capitalism. That was always a stupid idea. So good on Minnesota for fixing that. Meanwhile, legalize weed. Meanwhile, <laughs> you, that? in Iowa, you get basically paid to send your kid to a private school. Oh, oh yeah, they are now sp- sending uh, public dollars to private school tuition. We, we got to stop. Public right? schools, we got to stop. Our, our public schools, Justin, have been starved for money for over a decade. I know this is what's, my, this is what's uh, going on. My question to Justin Joint then to close this portion is: Are you heading north to Minnesota this weekend? I am, sir, uh, on a uh, no kids dudes trip. Uh, maybe, hopefully, getting to a Timberwolves game. Uh, not the Friday one. Maybe Brooklyn. the Saturday one. I wanted to get to because I think Friday is the Bucks. Milwaukee. Yes, because I wanted to see Giannis. Because the the last time I went to the uh, Timberwolves uh, Bucks, he sat. So I've never actually got to see Giannis play. Um, so yeah, I'll be up in your neck of the woods if if I uh, if we end up somewhere that we can meet up. I will definitely shoot you up, buddy. Enjoy. I'll have the baby boy again. I will be Sans kid. So I see that probably intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the invite, Jackass. <laughs> Rumor has it you're entrenched with children this weekend. Yeah, I, I couldn't have gone. I couldn't have gone. Well, that's that's what you get for not telling me about coconut migration at single speed. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, those cans of coconut migration, they taste a little off. My wife loves that beer. She drank really? one. She's like, I don't want any more of it. Doesn't taste right. Hmm. Interesting. Same yeah. one for me next weekend. Must have been old yeah, ones. Yeah, I got a few. I bought a couple packs of it, so. We got to go to Flying Elbow next weekend. Yes, we do. What's that? We'll talk about this off air. <laughs> this is a, it's a, the best burger in Iowa. It is a pro wrestling themed restaurant. It's not here. It's, mm. it's about an hour away, but it has rave reviews. I've not been, I've been down there and it was closed that day, but Justin has been and he raved about it. So it was good. I'll have to bring him a Top Rope Nation sticker. Yes. Or something. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. As I, you know, I said at the top, I wasn't going to vent. And there you had it at the end. But <laughs> so much better. The, uh, the state. So much better than the Rocks promo, Ryan. So <laughs> much better. It, it it was logical. It made sense. It never <laughs> lost the, the, the point. It was fantastic. Yep. You weren't playing the hits. You were playing the heart. <laughs> I was. I was. Uh, it is it's demoralizing what can you do but laugh at some of this stuff though man meanwhile i'm falling in like with mariah may on screen (laughs) falling in like (laughs) mariah may is great huge fan of mariah may great big time fan huge talent wrestling uh anna jay this weekend all right dvr (laughs) well we'll be previewing revolution next week at some point we'll be covering revolution i'm sure 
got a lot to talk about next week. So guys, I, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Appreciate you all joining in. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. I hope we didn't offend you with some of our off the topic conversation tonight. But look, sometimes these, these conversations need to be had. So that's all I got. Boys, we'll see you soon. Have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. It doesn't matter what the right thinks. It's cooking.